Welcome to the Picture Books to Gang podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Corey. I'm Kelly, and we are the Picture Books to Gang. We invite you to join us here every other week while we discuss amazing books and issues in children's literature, as well as early literacy, education, and parenting as it relates to reading. We can't wait to dig in deep and get nerdy about picture books with you. Hello, and welcome to the very first Picture Books to Gang podcast. We are so excited. We're finally here and sharing this with you. So we wanted to take this chance to introduce ourselves and talk a bit more about what we hope to achieve here. With that, I'm going to toss it to Allie to introduce herself. Hi, I'm Allie and I run Read With River on Instagram. We also have a website and I am a teacher in Canada with a lot of background experience, specifically in full day kindergarten. I also have two children who are under the age of five. And I started this account to share what I'm doing at home to support their early literacy and sort of my approach to teaching them how to read and also learning how to love reading because I don't think that that is a consideration that people often emphasize when they're planning how to teach their children how to read or planning the books they think that their children should be reading. So my approach in all of this is really how we can be supporting our children at home and in the classroom in a joyful way so that they grow up to be happy readers. Um, I took this great course in um, towards a a music specialist and this the the teacher of the course was um, always emphasizing our 30-year plan. So in in that case what do we want our students to be doing in 30 years? And for her, it was to make sure that they were happy and joyful musical participants and and people who felt comfortable with music. And for me, my 30-year plan is to make sure that in 30 years, my kids enjoy reading. So that's me. Um, Let's toss it over to Kelly. Thanks, Allie. Uh, My name is Kelly. My pronouns are she, her, and I am a mom in Canada. Um, I started Inclusive Storytime just over a year ago as a way for our family to be more accountable to our bookshelf and the media that our son was consuming. Um, I never really guessed that it would... um, get as much attention as it's gotten over time and that so many people would be so interested in the books that we read and enjoy. Um, I definitely am somebody who loves reading and has always had a big part of myself has always been interested and participating in social justice, um, in my community, in, in my schools growing up, all of those things. And I think when we stepped back and took stock of what was on our shelf, we realized that there was more bears and trucks than there was human beings. And, uh, you know, when we 
dug deeper, I really realized that the, there's a systemic issue within the publishing industry that definitely needs um, to be examined. And that has all led to what inclusive story time has become today. Um, it's us being accountable as a family. It is us um, trying to make picture books that have Black, Indigenous people of color, LGBTQ people, uh, disabled people more attractive for the average buyer. And, um, and hopefully that leads to longer term change in the publishing industry. So, um, but ultimately we just really love picture books. So that's us. And now I'm gonna toss it over to Corey. I am Corey, pronouns are she or they, either is fine. My location, my spouse and I live right outside of Boston uh, in the United States and I, primarily run the Tiny Activists uh, Instagram account. However, the Tiny Activist is also a, a website, and so I am one half of that. My spouse and I started it together. Uh, their name is Lee in late 2018, and we started it because I was a classroom teacher and was on the hunt for the best books that I could share in the classroom. And I was really finding a lot of websites were sort of siloed and there was a lot of individual topics and lists. And I was interested in more of an intersectional approach. Shout out to Kimberly Crenshaw and wanted to sort of have a place that I could go and be able to search for a lot of different overlapping intersecting identities to use um, with books in the classroom. So we decided to solve our own problem and start the website. Awesome. So, you know, that's a little bit about us as individuals, but the other thing we are hoping to talk about today is what we hope to achieve with this podcast, because I think picture books are a little bit of a strange topic to start a, a podcast on, but there's also been this um, very intense influx of people that are much more interested in what goes onto their bookshelf recently. And um, that's for a variety of reasons, but uh, uh, we think it's something that's really important to pay attention to because this is one of the primary ways that our children are absorbing information and messaging. And it is also the way that our children learn to read, whether it's in the classroom or in your home. So, you know, we want to be able to touch on topics of quality in picture books. Um, you know, picture books, um, as Ali has said many times, are little works of art in and of themselves. There's so much that goes into marrying these pictures and words together. Um, we also want to talk about the publishing industry and how that's made up and how that works. Um, we want to talk about classrooms and how picture books can be used better. And we really want to talk about early literacy um, and how that, um, and how important that really is um, to our children to foster a joy of, and love of reading as Ali was talking about in her introduction there. So I'm going to toss it over now to Ale to explain how we all met and became friends and became this little picture books to gang. Well, it all started when I had my second child and discovered that I was needing 
something else to do with my time that wasn't going to disappear at the end of the day, which I think is, is part of, of being a mom of very young children. Everything you do gets swept mm-hmm. away and you have to do it again very soon. So I started um, my Instagram account, which was Read With River. And I was sharing, but first it was just books. Um, and I, I didn't realize at the time that this was a thing that other people were already doing. It was kind of a surprise to me to find out that there's this whole community called Bookstagram and people from around the world get together and and they talk about the books that they're reading. They take very particular pictures or videos and and that's what they do all the time. So I entered this world and after a few months, I sort of thought to myself, you know what I need to do? I need to start a club because why not? And I started asking people that I had seen and I asked Kelly and I was like, hey, I know you don't know me, but uh, want to join my club? <laughs> and, and she was like, yeah, what the heck? Sure, why not? And I was like, well, do you know anybody else that would say yes to my very strange question? Which is kind of strange if you don't know the person. And she was like, yes. But I jumped right in. Mm-hmm. And she suggested Corey, the tiny activist, who she didn't actually know at the time. No, I did not. I just really, really admired their account. And I was obsessed with their account name. I thought it was the most clever Instagram handle in the entire world. And I had already been secretly gossiping with in real life friends about how much I loved their account. So it was like my weird way in to make friends and look, it worked. So, yeah. So then I approached um, Corey and Lee and was like, hey, you want to join my club? And they were like, sure, why not? And there were a whole bunch of other people who also said yes. Um, and was, so, How many was there to begin with in, in, our, in our club? I think when we did the best books of 2019 list, so that would be December of last year, mm-hmm. there were 15 like members and then we had 14, not 14, uh, we had four guest right. hosts yeah. sort of things. Um, so there was 15. At the moment, we have 14, but some of them are different. So we do turn over yeah. new, new people now and then. But not you guys. You guys are stuck with me <laughs> and all together in a pod. Well, I think it's important to talk about how the three of us have ended up on this podcast. And, and ultimately, it comes down to the fact that when we were in our little group chat, the three of us got way too silly for everybody else. And we had to go off and make our own group chat to contain our silliness. So, But in, in all of that, I think a lot of passion grew for what we were all doing. So here we are today. Here we are. <laughs> so maybe I can talk about um, building a diverse bookshelf and why we want to do that. Um, and then we're going to get after that, uh, Corey to talk about some of the terminology that we might use throughout, um, throughout this podcast just to get everybody acquainted. So you know, it comes down to a question of who needs to build a diverse bookshelf. Um, And my answer to that is 
everyone needs to build a diverse bookshelf. Um, you know, the vast majority of books that come out are anthropomorphic cars and, and animals, but it's much harder for a child to um, build empathy and understand moral lessons and um, grow when they, they don't see human beings in their books. They, they can relate to another human being much better when they're seeing human beings in the media that they consume. Not everything has to be bears. And, uh, you know, we do make a lot of jokes about bears and books. Um, we don't hate bears and books. Um, we just think that, um, we just think that there's more, (laughs) there's more in children's literature than just bears. Um, and can I just add something to that? Is Mm -hmm. that it, it's not that non-human, you know, characters cannot um, be entertaining or be valuable for learning to read absolutely yeah. or anything like that but when you have a story about a bear your child also understands that that story is not real yes it's, it's not a real depiction of life it's not a piece of information it's not like they do understand kids are so smart are are facts and some things are not and yes there's a little bit of overlap and getting confused and but for the most part they do understand the difference between a talking bear in a hat and a a story that you're telling them of an actual person and so it does get um, absorbed differently and and put into their understanding of the world so really it's about that understanding when we're when we're talking about why we need to diversify our bookshelf and to have the representation be people and you know when children are able to see i mean children are inherently in their way selfish their world is small their world they're the center of their own world so when you're able to show them people and concepts that are outside of their bubble, they internalize that. And that leads to long, long, long term um, internalizing that fights bias that, um, that helps them grow into more rounded, well-rounded human beings. So, and, uh, and right now I'm going to ask Corey to talk more about the concept of windows and mirrors and some of the other terminology that we use. And, um, and that might help to clarify a little bit more about that concept. Yeah, in this first episode, uh, I thought it might have been a good idea just to explain a few terms that I think we're going to be using a lot throughout all of these episodes and to have something to refer back to if maybe you're joining us in a later episode and are unsure sort of the exact definition. So like Kelly mentioned, I wanted to do Windows and Mirrors first, which was developed by Emily Style in 1988 by the National Seed Project. And it's a great description for how we can use books. A book can be a window or it can be a mirror. It can reflect a child's experience back to them and validate that experience. It can also be a window through which they can see others' lived experiences. And this is particularly important for a diverse bookshelf because of the unbalanced way that the publishing industry is right now. 
the majority of books published are uh, with white protagonists or with animal protagonists. So it's more crucial than ever to have people in books that can be a window to lived experiences that differ from the reader's own. The next one I wanted to just run through real quick was BIPOC. And that is an acronym. It stands for Black Indigenous People of Color. And that is a quick acronym to talk uh, so we can decenter whiteness instead of saying something like non-white. We would say BIPOC folks, BIPOC individuals. And this also isn't a replacement for when you know somebody specific background. You should be saying Black if the person is Black. You should be saying Indigenous if the person is Indigenous. But if you're talking about generally people of color, BIPOC is a great acronym to be able to use. The next one, which I also shouted out in my intro, is intersectionality. And this was developed by Kimberly Crenshaw. And she is a Black lawyer and theorist. And she developed this explanation for the way that oppression intersects with people and they can somehow have overlapping identities and also oppressions. And it really came out of a large case in the United States to explain how um, black women could be oppressed in the workplace because they were both black and they were women. That would be an example of an intersection of identities. And the last one, Own Voices, which is used to describe a book or um, a story, a podcast, a song, anything that is produced by the group with which the experience is about. So an Indigenous Own Voices picture book would have an Indigenous author and illustrator. Um, this was started on Twitter by an author named Corinne Divis in 2015, I believe. But we'll also have all these links um, in show notes as well for anybody who wants to take a deep dive into there. But I think those are, you know, like the big four that we'll be talking about. And I think, you know, in, in individual episodes, we'll dive deeper into all of those concepts in different ways, as well as getting into a lot more terminology about early literacy and things like that. Um, own voices and windows and mirrors, especially, I think, are things that we're going to be talking about a lot. Own voices, I think, has some um, uh, gray areas when you're talking about authors and illustrators, because a lot of people consider an own voices book to just have the author, and some people are okay if it's the illustrator, depending on the content of the book. So there's lots of lots to get into there. So um, much rich discussion to be had, friends. And I'm not sure we agree about uh, the own voices. Oh, I think there's there's a lot to talk about there. <laughs> there's yeah, a lot to talk about to. there. I'm really excited yes, yes. To, to have these conversations with you. Mm -hmm. And uh, did either of you have anything else that you wanted to achieve with the podcast? I mean, I think all of us have a, a deep interest in enriching children's lives. And I think that there's a lot more to talk about in terms of um, 
parenting and education. And I think one of the things that's really interesting about the three of us is uh, the Venn diagram of the picture books to game, which is that Corey is an educator. I'm a parent, but Ale is a parent and an educator. She's right in that middle um, piece of that Venn diagram. And uh, I think it gives us all different perspectives on how we take these little pieces of art and use them. Um, so, you know, I think how you take a book and then use that as a tool for literacy and then also take that book and use it as a tool to start intentional conversations with your child is going to be a big thing that I think uh, will come up over and over again in the podcast. Definitely. And I, although I'm not a classroom educator anymore, I do feel very passionately that any education a person has, whatever age they are, is transformative rather than transactional. I feel yes. like every book you know, it could be a teaching moment and a learning opportunity for the per the reader, for the educator, as well as the person that's, you know, just listening, listening for fun story time, you know? And what are your big goals, Allie? It's hard to say. I'm just on that journey with you guys to share <laughs> stuff that I like. <laughs> um, I mean, I love uh, the outreach to parents. As, as someone who's been um, a classroom teacher for, I don't know, it's been a while, like six years, seven years, I don't know, time, what is time? Uh, one of the things that I really struggled with uh, teaching FDK was helping parents um, feel like they had the tools to, you know, support their kids at home with literacy and know what to do with the books that we're sending them home with because it's not obvious you know and and to just dismiss it as oh you know you just read a book or two they'll learn it at school i don't think it's enough and so i do love the ability to share some of the the knowledge of pedagogy that we have as teachers that really should be just public knowledge so here i am doing that <laughs> <laughs> And the three of us who have, I think, grown close, really close over the course of this year, get to hang out and chat and just be super, super, super nerdy, which is my favorite thing. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited for our journey on this podcast. And um, Allie has been busy at work thinking up some of our upcoming topics. So I want her to talk about those. Yes, I love writing titles it feels very productive <laughs> so some of the wonderful topics that you can look forward to here on the picture books to gang podcast are oh hi there oh wait no that's right now but the next ones will be diversifying your shelf and making intentional choices we'll be talking about um published books that are problematic and how you can use your own critical thinking skills to make decisions about what is and isn't okay. We're going to be talking about setting healthy early literacy routines and why we need own voices and how do you even know if it's an own voice. Whose voice is it? Whose voice things. is it? Yes. Whose voice? <clears throat> 
And I think one of the things that will come through in every single episode is how much we all love books and um, we're all readers. Um, We we're all obsessed with illustration. You know, there's so many different facets to these books and we definitely have our, our like major fan moments when we see things that, that just click with us and we're all super opinionated, which is fun. Very opinionated. I like strong opinions, strongly held. I have strong opinions about everything. (laughs) (laughs) And the real goal will be when we get Corey to get super passionate about something and just trample all over us. So is it gonna be about pie crust? It might get ready. It, it might. might be. Who knows? <laughs> You'll never know. I'm like a sleeping volcano. Yes. <laughs> and you know, we will talk about books with bears and elephants who make noodles and all kinds of things like that. Um, and, you know, I think in the future, we'd love to um, interview authors and illustrators and have entire episodes about a single picture book, which I think is unfathomable to lots of people, but the three of us could talk about a single book for hours and hours, I think. And depending uh, on the book, yeah. Depending on the book. We can get pretty heated and, you know, Allie's done things on her account like uh, librarian fight club. So maybe we'll have a fight club one, one episode. (laughs) We've got to bring somebody that doesn't agree with us. Absolutely. But we can find that person. That's not a problem. Somebody else from the book club. (laughs) Definitely. And if any of you listening want to hear about a certain topic or hear us talk about a certain book, you can always reach out to us as well. And we'd be happy to take that into consideration. Absolutely. So with that, I think we're going to wrap up for our introduction episode. And uh, we want to thank you for joining us on the very first episode of the Picture Books to Gang podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Picture Books to Gang. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to drop us a note and let us know, what are you reading today? <laughs>